0: Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello there and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show. We are back, both of us, and I have Kat on the line. Are you there, Kat?
1: <laughs> I'm here. I'm here, Norway. How are you?
0: We are good up here. We're freezing the balls off, but that's another thing. That's that's not unusual. <laughs> yes, that is common. It? That yeah, is common. It's common. I'm surprised that's that's how it should be in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And you are frying.
1: Um, no, it's cooler today. It's got a nice cool breeze. It's still twenty-seven degrees so <laughs> it's integrated blue skies but nice cool breeze so it's actually a perfect day it's lovely day nice to be out in the garden which i've been doing this weekend
0: i've got two words for you
1: fuck off fuck off (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you choose where you live honey
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true and uh that's true yeah yeah anyway what's happened in the pit since last time um
1: well uh we have been emptying out the very last boxes um all the packing that we did and all the moving that we've done, we've been, it's been a long, so progress. It's one of those things that you have to think about that isn't like, it's like running a marathon. You have to do it a little bit each time to get where you want to go because otherwise the goal is insurmountable and you just feel absolutely defeated. <laughs> so my life has been pretty boring, really, wrapped up in emptying boxes. But what I did find, and I can't... Uh, I can't understand how this has happened, but I did find that I have three big packing cases, like big box, moving boxes of craft material, so paper and ribbons and sequins and cardboard. Oh, yeah. Fuck knows why it got packed and sent over from Doha to Amman to Singapore to Dubai, Ugh. but it did, and now I have a wardrobe full of craft, so but I've done is something it, it is very special. It is all mine. See, I spent too many summers in the desert with a small child because um, it can't go out, so you have to do craft. Yeah. So I've got a wardrobe full of craft material, and I think that's the cat trying to break into it. Um, but um, I've sneakily invited a whole lot of people over to do a craft party because we have to make these stupid things. So the school that the mini QBV is going to, every Fucking week. There's some dress up activity. I was so pleased when she turns goes to high school and has no longer has to do dress ups. And this week it's spring bonnets. So obviously in the giant sand pit or the glitter pit we don't do Easter because Easter's not a thing. No. Um and in the UK we would do Easter bonnets and it's you know you yeah. dress up a hat. Chickens and eggs, maybe. Well, now it's spring bonnet, so I can't call it Easter bonnet. It's a spring hat, and they do a spring (laughs) hat parade. So I've cleverly invited five other mums to come with all their children and to use up all my crafts, all my craft activity shit. So you're hoping to get
0: rid of it that way.
1: Well, I'm hoping that no one brings any extra, and then I end up with more.
0: Oh yeah, maybe you'll get more.
1: Maybe, maybe I'll attract some, <laughs> the lure of attraction attracts some more crap shit. Maybe it'll um, just backfire Yeah, you. so that's how boring my life is right now, just so that anybody else out there has a boring life, it's no more boring than the QBV right I, this instant.
0: I can promise you that my life is slightly,
1: slightly more boring. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. For all ears, I can't wait to hear.
0: Well, the listeners, can, can re- the listeners should remember your trip on the Vomit Comet. And now we have our version of the Vomit Comet. We are not on, actually on a comet or an airplane, but we, you know, are on our <laughs> what, second week of diarrhea and vomit. vomit. Oh,
1: yeah. gross. So you had a sick household. Yep. That's, foul. That's because you live in a cold country. It's Come because, because it is actually,
0: it is because we live in a cold country and it's because since it's cold, everyone's inside all the time, so... That's why. Sharing germs, sharing is caring.
1: Yeah. yeah. They actually so you've all lost weight. You're look, looking amazingly Norwegian and, you know, yeah. gaunt Scandinavian looking.
0: They actually had to, in kindergarten, they actually had to um, invent a new policy, which is uh, no more water bottles. Before, all the kids have their own water bottle. Ah. But they've stopped that and now have to drink from cups because what they found is that kids share bottles, they, you know, Get to Oh, there's pick days. up one. Oh
1: gross. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it's I really thought that gross. was all a big big part of being a kid was sharing germs and getting
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, you well. Know? They are, no, I think much even much. the kindergarten now, you know, down there they are sick, sick and of tired of all this. <laughs> yeah, because they get sick as well, you know, and they are tired of vomiting yeah. and shitting nice. all day. So <laughs> <Funny> anyway. <that. laughs> anyway.
1: Okay, so let's talk about something that more pleasant. I think t- the
0: most notable thing that's happened since we uh, were both on the show is that we've actually spent some time together in the Oh person.
1: don't tell anyone.
0: No nah. <laughs> Well, we have well, been we at a hotel, to... it is true. But... Yeah,
1: in two different countries we were in. Yeah. We met up in two different countries. That's quite exciting. We have. So we
0: first met up at an event in London yep. where you London did something. County.
1: I did something pretty cool, actually. Um, it was one of my first uh, presentations to a group of salon owners in London, and uh, I was invited along by the lovely people at the Good Salon Guide in um, the UK, and I spoke to some of their members about the five biggest mistakes or costliest mistakes they were making in their salon business and how to fix them. That was very cool. And uh, as uh, the listeners would like to know, Viggo came along as my bitch. Basically. to do all my... Odd jobs and uh, <laughs> do, do as I bid and hand out all my handouts. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was really, it went down really well. It was very exciting. And it was exciting for me because I got to meet one of uh, my House of QBV members, uh, Rory, who listens to this podcast. Um, and of course, I met uh, with Terry, who's also another member. Um, and uh, I had lunch with him, which was fabulous because it's really nice to meet some of the members I have who are around the world and I only meet them virtually, usually. So that was very exciting.
0: Yeah, to discover that they are actually humans. They're real people. They actually exist. <laughs> they, actually
1: exist. <laughs> they pay me money and they exist. It's <laughs> all <laughs> so good.
0: Yeah, but it was interesting. And, uh, 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 well, the other thing, just because, but before we, uh, same thing else about that, um, because I have more to share. Uh, we've also been to Cork for our elite mastermind and spent a few days there to uh, basically uh, uh, be roasted in the hot seat.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got roasted in the hot seat. Although yeah. I have to say, my God, your hot seat was very interesting. And oh. you, were, you were showing um, a video of an erection. <laughs> <laughs> the erection what? was- Wait, what? I can't remember that. <laughs> Hilarious! You can't remember your erection. <laughs> it's a very long, slow erection. erection. It was very large.
0: <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, maybe, Are I you on the
1: <laughs> maybe I should explain. Maybe I should explain. This has another life, uh, and outside of oh, teaching I know salons in Norway uh, yeah, to do this salon. Yeah. He owns a broadband company, and he goes and installs masts across the country so that people in their little batches in the remote areas of the noise and sounds can get internet. Um, and he showed us a video of a mast being erected. Yeah. I can't say it was the most thrilling thing I've ever seen in my life, but he made his point. Well. <laughs> it's the first time I've seen an erection in a hot seat
0: <laughs> Well it was hot Wasn't it <laughs> Anyway so we've done, uh, done A bit and the listeners have al- al- Already listened to you And Connor talking about Facebook marketing Yeah so that's that a, awesome another
1: young you. lad ahead of my room yeah. So it's been you. an
0: eventful Last couple of weeks Actually But uh, to go back to that Good talent guide meeting Um Yes um, sorry, my phone just went off uh, oh, just... <laughs> no, but it was interesting and what came up during the meeting was the usual but the usual trade specific problems and challenges because everyone faces mostly everyone faced mostly the same problems
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it was interesting to hear people actually talk more about you know staff problems uh, uh alcohol licensing uh pricing and other the subjects that were discussed and uh, uh, pricing was especially interesting and that caused a bit of debate around the table.
1: It did because um, pricing is always a very emotive subject um, and it's because we have beliefs around pricing. We've talked about this before so often our beliefs are formed from um, a young age when we we take on our parents' view of money and, and how it's used and what it's used for and whether it's good or evil and and all the rest of it. So um, it becomes a very emotive topic Where in fact, it could just be sidelined altogether and said, okay, well, the price is the price, Um, and we don't talk about necessarily the money of it. We talk about why we're doing it and what value we're going to give to the client. Um, And it always generates a lot of discussion because most people are scared of it. Um, One of the big big, um, emotions around money is fear. Um, and it's the fear of losing clients if you think you're charging too much and the fear of not being uh, worth it if you don't think that you're good at what you do or that you value what you do, things like that. So, yeah, pricing is always, always a great topic to talk about. And I yes. love talking about pricing, actually, because because um, yeah. there are so many myths around it and so many things that you can do to to increase your prices without losing clients um, and people just don't think about it because they're so tied up in this fear of it. Is that what you yeah. were going
0: to say? You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Cat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. No, no uh, well, when we talked about that during all those things during the meeting, I, I, I thought that it would be interesting to see whether there were any regional differences between challenges in the industry so i figured that when i got back here to norway i figured that i would do a short survey amongst my uh, list and um, the people i work with the clients and stuff to to hear what their challenges are to compare that to the uk because as i said for instance in the uk you have a very uk specific problem which is the alcohol licensing that doesn't happen here we can't do that at all so that's an issue Uh, yeah so i did the survey and um uh, well, the jury's still out. I haven't completed the survey. I just thought listeners could get a sneak preview of the results. Um, oh, cool! And and I mean, it's not completely done yet. Also, it's not probably probably not statistically significant, but at least it's it's interesting to see how people responded. So, I've I've looked at the numbers and I've found I've identified three groups. Uh, where the first group is the group who think they are good at marketing. So I've asked them, ask them loads of questions about marketing, about staff, about how much they turn over, what they sell, all that kind of stuff. Uh, what kind of products, what kind of services. So they listed everything so I've got a good deal of data here. But for the first group is the group who think they're good at marketing. They say they are good at marketing. They also mm-hmm. say they don't have any issues with staff And they also say they have enough customers, but then they say they don't think they are are not happy with what they get back from the salon in terms of money. Because some of them who then think they are good at marketing and say they don't have any issues with staff and have enough customers say that they they don't earn enough. And some of them even (laughs) say that they don't pay pay their bills on time.
1: Okay, so so that's really good at marketing.
0: Yeah, so there's a disconnect here. Between yeah. you know their perception of their abilities and what they're able to do and what they actually achieve, which I find interesting.
1: Yeah, because is that do you think that's like a head in the sand kind of thing, or do you think that they think they're good at it because they're doing certain things that they think they should be doing, which aren't actually making the money?
0: I have to dig into the numbers a bit more, and and again, it's not it might not be statistical, statistically significant, but but I think that, yeah, I think that might be one thing. They're just not facing the problems. Uh, The other thing is, I've found, when I look at the answers, is that it comes very clearly you can very easily see the difference between the owners who do not have a background as hairdressers who just own the salon and run it and the people who are hairdressers and run the salon Uh, because the disconnect, as far as I can see, comes with the people who are hairdressers and run the salon. And I think it might got something to do with being creative, Uh, being creatives, being creative people, where you are more concerned about what you do and you think you do a great job at what you do and you think you're good and you think that what you do is great marketing, for instance, because your work is your marketing. We see this with artists as well, who who think that they shouldn't, they don't need to market themselves because the art should sell itself. I think that might be, it might have something to do with that. But again, I haven't crunched the numbers. I'm not done crunching the numbers, so. Um.
1: <laughs> and you're definitely and I'm a cruncher.
0: <laughs> I am a <laughs> cruncher, but then we have then we have the second group, and the second okay. group I found also don't think they. Get enough money from the salon but they do admit that they suck at marketing and <laughs> they don't think <laughs> these they guys have are a bit more honest <laughs> yeah for instance and and yeah and they don't think they have enough customers for example sure. which also is interesting because they yeah they admit that we have problems and that that's causing uh that that, that that's kind of causing the problems but They are not sure what to do. They don't know what to do. They know they suck at marketing, but they they think they've...
1: They know what they don't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. But they do not know what to do next. And that's a very interesting group I will target, of course. Um. (laughs) Well, I think think
1: that if you're in that kind of group, that's the kind of group where people will get most benefit from actually being taught something or learning something or actually implementing something because it'll work instantly, whereas the first group, they think they're good at it, often the people that won't go away and do the work because they think they know what they're doing to start with. Yeah.
0: I had a Mm, very interesting...
1: interesting. Yeah. And is there a third group or you might interrupt a
0: There is a third group, but that's a totally different group because this survey has also been open to staff. So I actually had Uh a few staff respond to the survey. And again, this is not statistically significant. And there is a significantly lower number of staff responding to the survey. So, so, you know. Um, But again, I've seen cases where both the salon owner, so they can choose to leave their name and where they work, etc. So I've seen both (laughs) salon owners and staff submit from the same salon. Submit.
1: Interesting. the staff were told to do it.
0: <laughs> well, it uh, might be, but the interesting thing is that I've seen that of quite a few examples actually that staff and owners are not aligned. So the owners say that they think the staff are great and they do their job, whilst the staff member says that there's loads of drama. <laughs> uh, they are not doing what they're supposed to do. They give examples of what's not working, concrete, honest examples of what what's not working. Um, and they say they are, for instance, dissatisfied with the owner, but not because not because they don't like the owner or don't agree, but in the sense that the owner doesn't take marketing and selling seriously enough, for instance, and don't educate them, or or you know act like they don't care at all. So it makes their job difficult. So actually the people who responded and our staff they have they have actually said that we are interested in in making the salon profitable and and run well but we don't get much help in doing that. Normally I you know I wouldn't discount what they say but normally I would say that you know they might say that because they don't understand what's going on or something like that, but I think some of those results were actually interesting because it shows, again, that there's a disconnect somewhere and uh, the owner think everything's fine whilst it's not.
1: Sure. That's interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes when you've got that breakdown of communication, that's where most of the problems happen with your staffing, um, with processes in the salon, with anything that's going on, is that... Um, we all come from our own agenda so the salon has one agenda sees things one way staff member sees things another way another staff member sees things yet another way no one is particularly always aligned but if it's not communicated and not understood that's where the the biggest problem lies so that's really I think that's actually quite fascinating I'll be interested to find out what happens to your surveyees once you uh, do some crunching and uh and what, what do you plan to do with this afterwards? What are you going to go and do with these salons? Are you going to offer them a figure intervention?
0: <laughs> intervention, yeah, <laughs> something like that. I'm, uh, I'm going to target them, of course. But I also going to target them.
1: I love that word, target.
0: I'm going to target Sounds them. Sounds like you're
1: going to take them with a big gun. Yeah, and yeah. shoot them in the ass. Yeah? No, they no. are
0: free to. Uh, they were free to leave the details if they wanted me to give some feedback. Some, so I would say that. 80 percent has actually left, left the left their contact details, so I'm going to follow them Fantastic. up. Fantastic. Yeah, ask ask some follow up questions and and you know I'm not going to probably give them too much advice right now because I don't know them, but of course they will be offered to read my book. Actually, loads of them have been already been already read my book. So uh, yeah, anyway. It's interesting because there is a potential here where you can see that, for instance, uh, the group who who think that they, the second group who think that they don't have enough customers and admit they they, they suck at marketing. Uh, What is tempting to do is to do the same as I did on a coaching call last week uh, with a client where she also, excuse me, thought that she needed more customers. But. When we talked about it, I asked her, but how is your your customer list right now and how many people are returning? Because she has awesome testimonials, for instance. People really Mm. love her. It's just that they don't come back as often as she wants them to. So... It's not a case of necessarily, because her customer list is huge. So it was not just a case of getting more customers, but just reactivating mm. the ones she's already ones got a relationship to. And that's actually way cheaper and way easier than, than starting to, you know, market yourself to get new customers in the door.
1: Very cool. It's a very, very simple way of doing things. Um, I'd be interested, This uh, just thinking about this as you were talking, is that I think we should put the survey out to the listeners and I think we should get our listeners to participate in a survey and uh, see what their biggest problems are, where their things are. Yeah. So I think that should go on our – in fact, that's what we'll do. We'll put it on from this podcast. It'll we'll go on the website, and yep. you can complete the survey, um, and then we'll crunch the numbers, and we'll yep. come up with what is really happening for you, and uh, and then we can, we can put topics around that, can't we? I think cool. that would be a great yeah. idea. Cool.
0: We are so smart. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> one of us. <laughs> one Ma- of us is Masters a of the obvious. <laughs> I think that's very cool. Well, I am actually quite interested to see what happens with your survey and what happens with your results and what you come yeah. up with. Because I think that would be um, interesting to see if it's different in Norway compared to the rest of the world. That so was why I was, is.
0: yeah. So actually we will introduce the country uh, question as well so we or region so we can compare people because uh, it is interesting to see for instance here what i can see from the results so far which is very interesting is that staff seems to be a smaller problem here than in the uk for instance right yeah. and yeah
1: maybe not so transient
0: yeah mm. or they're just not aware of it might be as well perhaps anyway yeah
1: that's cool. I think it's that's, that's I think that's very cool because we all assume things, don't we? We assume that everybody has the same problem as everybody else, but actually yeah. sometimes the problems are very different. Yeah. On that happy note,
0: you can go to the dot com and fill in the survey, can't you?
1: Yes, do that. Do that now. Um, and then after you've done that, leave a review. Tell us what you think and uh, and then we may use your review in one of our podcasts to make you famous, <laughs> or oh, semi-famous,
0: or oh, infamous, whatever you like. <laughs> infamous, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> love your laugh. No, okay. that's a good
0: thing. You can do that, and uh, also you can, of course, send us a message if there's something you want to ask us. We can't guarantee that we'll use the question, but we might. And if you can also email us uh, or send us hate mail, if you want, we will definitely yeah. use that. <laughs> love hate mail. Sounds good. Sounds good. Cool. All right. We'll be back in the week then. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.